Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Sentimental Value Podcast with yours truly, Sincerely, Sadrina. Tonight's episode is a really good one. We are going to talk about your purpose, your passion, and then what leads to the profit. When people think about profits and money right now that is what is driving everything that people do and what they say and actually who they are which is quite sad because we are much more than the profit we are our passions and our purpose and tonight we are going to get into what actually fuels us internally with our passions but also what fuels us externally with our purpose okay I like to say that your passion is for you selfishly but your purpose is for others selflessly okay and then we have a very special guest tonight miss kiara graham she is someone that i have been honored to personally know and also professionally see her growth over the years she is an author you guys know i love a good book now so tonight we are going to cover her book diary of a gold digger okay that is gold g-o-a L, okay, and we are going to unpack that because I just love, 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 love that tagline. And it is a guide to creating your own success, okay? So we're going to go over it. I'm going to give her my thoughts. She's going to give us her thoughts. And she's also going to connect it to what she's been doing. And maybe she'll give us, you know, some sneak peeks, some hints into what she has coming for. So make sure you stay tuned. guys so what is your passion like what really is your passion what do you love to do what excites you what gets you up in the morning I always say your passion wakes you up and your purpose keeps you going so your passion is you know do I like entertainment do I like music um do I like art am I creative what makes me feel alive when I do it right and it's so important to know your passions because if you don't people will pass a passion to you and they will give a passion that serves them and not you and connecting that beyond the personal you know on this show we unpack entrepreneurial endeavors that most of the time start with collegiate and corporate backgrounds and journeys. So a lot of the time people go to college to find their passion. If you're blessed, um, you go knowing your passion, but you pick your curriculum based on your current passion. And sometimes, but not all the time, is that aligned with your purpose? Or you may have an individualized passion that is just a piece of your bigger purpose and the bigger puzzle of life. So I encourage you guys tonight as we unpack this episode, let's really kind of work backwards. My formula is you find your passion, right? That leads you to your purpose. And then once you get into your purpose, the money always comes that saying where if you if you do what you love you never have to work that is very true but when you really do what you are meant to do you become who are you are you are supposed to become I guarantee you the money is going to come and the money is going to be endless okay you guys know I'm a firm believer in God whatever higher power you believe in the universe when you 
align yourself with what you're supposed to be doing and what you were created for and what you are here to actually do, I guarantee you it will open up a gate and it will pour you out a blessing. You won't have room enough to receive it. I really believe it's only a small percent of the 1% that actually choose to be millionaires and billionaires. I really believe those that are blessed to be so financially abundant are those that just really tapped into who they were and what they were and why they were. So leading on to your purpose, to me, passion is the appetizer and your purpose is the entree. Okay. The profit is obviously the dessert. It looks good. You know, that's what you wait on, but ultimately your steak and your potatoes is your purpose. What are you? Who are you? Why are you who you are? Your purpose, like I said, is what keeps you going. Your passion says, oh, I like to do fitness, so I'm going to get up and run, right? But your purpose is wherever you ran, if you shot some content, if you had, you know, your Apple Watch and things like that. What people have to realize, especially coming from a collegiate background, when you think of grades, right, and you think of rubrics and you think of grading systems, and when you are in corporate America, whether that's, you know, KPI-induced people that work in sales and things like that, or even people that work on the back end for the analytics, Everything leads back into crunching down those numbers and making it all make sense. And that's the boring part about life sometimes. But when you are tapped into who you are and what you are, it's not boring. I know people that go through their information, whether that's fitness stuff on their watch, even social media. Those that are really successful on social media are not just in front of the camera. They're behind the computer and they're digging into those numbers. They're digging into where is my fan base? What did they like? What didn't they like? And yes, it's a tedious process. It does take, you know, a longevity game mindset, but it is aligned with your purpose and it will keep you up at night. It really will. So while we're talking about purpose, passion, and profits, I want to get into our guest book. So I'm going to introduce our guest. I'm going to switch it up on her, okay? So I want to introduce her first, and then I want to unpack my thoughts on the book and get her thoughts on the book, because when I tell you guys alignment is a real thing, we have a plan, right? We in it. You fail to plan, you plan to fail. That is a real thing. However, you still need to leave room for God to work and for life to take its course. And what I love about me doing this podcast, you guys know this is my third episode, my second guest, the alignment. I have known Kiara, Kiara Graham. I have known her since... I want to say maybe 2012, 2013. So almost 10 years, 10 years. And I have seen her maybe do about 10 different businesses. No exaggeration. Um, I think the first time I ever heard the term serial entrepreneur was from her. And going into purpose and passion, she's always had that. And way before social media was a big thing, way before I could see what she was wearing and where she lived and where she traveled, um, I always knew that she would be a profitable person because it was in her before I ever really saw it on her. So without further ado, I would like to introduce our second guest here on Sentimental Value Podcast and someone that I admire so much, Miss Kiara Graham. Cue the fall time. <laughs> All right. So Kiara, introduce yourself to the people. Let them know who you are and why you are. 
Okay, so um, thank you for having me, first off. I really appreciate that. Um, I'm Kiara Graham. Uh, I'm on Instagram known as Key to Success. Um, Like she said, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Uh, Maybe about 10 or 12 years ago, I probably did about 10 different things, but I've kind of dumbed it down. I would say I probably have about 10 streams of income, but what I do, I've done it down it. into. I've kind of condensed what I actually do. Um, but right now, um, I am a realtor. I'm licensed in Illinois and Georgia. Um, I have a tax uh, income tax firm. So I've been having that for about, I've had that for about 10 years now. So that's nothing new. I've had that a little over 10 years, had offices between Atlanta, Chicago, Uh, Florida. So um, I'm currently in LA now. Um, I have a family owned business there. We have a retail men's clothing store on Fairfax, right across the street from Supreme. So if you're ever in LA, don't what is hesitate. the name of it? It's called 430. Okay. Yeah. Shout it out. Is yes, it on Instagram? Yes, that's the address too. Yeah. <laughs> the address is 430 North Fairfax. The business name is 430. Um, so yeah. And the Instagram name is 430 Fairfax. So that's a men's clothing store that we have. Um, we established that a little over two years ago. Okay. That's what brought me to LA okay. um, because um, I was in Atlanta for about 10, maybe 11 years. I remember I saw you yeah, in Atlanta I, yep. when so, I was in Atlanta. I, I just do a little bit of everything, but my entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey started uh, mainly with because um, I was still working a job. Okay. So I Where did you work? Uh, I worked for a Fortune 500 company. Okay. Uh, yes. Keep them company. nameless. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I can still go back. I like yes, to say yes, that. So yes. um, I was in sales at a Fortune 500 nice, company nice. straight out of a school. Um, it was actually there. I was going there for training and then they okay. offered me a position with the company. Nice. And that's actually what brought me to Atlanta. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. that's how I got to Atlanta. I was there for training and then I was offered a job and then I just loved it. And I stayed there. So in actuality, I spent my adult years yes. in Atlanta. Okay. Because, um, but you're from Chicago. She, I'm from she, Chicago. She's from Chi-Town. I rep Chicago. I'm from Chicago. I'm a business owner in Chicago. Yes. I'm licensed in Illinois. So I yes. like to keep everything yes. still stationed in my yes. hometown. Um, one, because my family still lives there and a lot of my support system period is just in Chicago. And um, I've been able to create jobs opportunities and a lot of things for the community so I like to keep everything in Chicago love that yeah so once I graduated from uh, college and I graduated when I was 19 20 so I kind of went to Atlanta at an early age before Atlanta was like the hot hot thing okay like it is now like it's over what they say is overcrowded now we too crowded (laughs) Lord Jesus yeah I got there pretty early in the game and that's when it really started for me I went I did everything from selling hair to doing makeup nice um Everything. And then once I decided that, well, once I saw back mm-hmm. to the numbers thing, yes. once I saw that um, the money that I was making outside of my job, like from selling hair, I did for sure the first year I sold hair, I did six figures selling hair and I nice. still have my job. And I had a nice job too. So, nice. so I would, what year was that? That was 2011, 2012. Oh, yeah, that's when hair was on. I feel like hair and makeup at that time mm-hmm. was on the rise. Yeah, because that's when rise. virgin hair just came yes, out. Because yes. we were in pack hair yes, for a really yes. long so time. So we had the Brazilian, yeah. the Malaysian, so, the Peruvian. Um, yep, I got my hands on a wholesale for that. Um, and that's what really, that's when I, when I saw that kind of money, I mean, out of college anyway, even just having the job was pretty yes. good. But when I saw the potential of what I can do without yes. working for someone, yes, I said, oh, okay, give me like another year or so. And I'm out of here. Um, you had a plan. She had a plan. I did. I had a plan. <laughs> and, um, 
going back to what you were saying, like some people try to put passions on you. Mm -hmm. um, so yes. although I yes. was, I excelled academically and things like that at an you go early to school? age. I went to Eastern, Eastern Illinois University. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. okay. I have a close girlfriend of mine um, that graduated from Easter. I went to U of I, but yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with the barn parties at Easter. Because first I'm of all, the, <laughs> we were only 45 minutes from each other. So I was yes, always yes. at you guys' school too, to a point that people thought I went there. Oh, Because I would pull up on a Thursday. Okay, as so. you should, as you should. Um, what yeah. did you major? In. I majored in corporate communication. I love it. I well, did communication, communication studies, as well. but my concentration was corporate management. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. nice. nice. Yeah. So it was meant for you to have your own corporations. I think so. At the yes. time, I really didn't know. At it was a piece. She had a piece of yeah, the puzzle. I, I, yeah, like you say, you just kind of know what you're... I guess, good at or what you're mm -hmm. interested in because I was actually interested in journalism. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So I was interested in... Uh, writing just whether it, the blogs weren't even out like that then but I just knew I wanted to do something with writing or yes. speaking just something in yes. journalism yes. um but I um end up majoring in corporate management and kind of went from there I love so that it kind of balanced out with my life like I manifested it on accident or you something. really had all the pieces that's yeah. what it sounds like mm -hmm. as well and then you also have a podcast of your own yes, yes. I haven't recorded an episode in a while but like well, I said she's coming back, back she's it. coming yeah. back this is this is the segue for yes, you to get back into it so yeah. I love it I love it so let me tell you my thoughts on okay. the book so I'm gonna start from the very top when it comes to your journey so how I found you was you had a T-shirt line mm -hmm. that said, I gold dig. And I loved it because you had the little I. And then gold, at that time, I had never seen that interpretation of it or that spin on it. Sure. And I loved it because we're going to get, you know, really real with this. Um, and I love the fact that you're so intelligent and you speak so well. So we're going to unpack some things. Okay. Tell me if you agree. When you are a physically, aesthetically peasing girl. Right. And especially when you deal with everyone that looks pretty, especially as a woman, is not always as well spoken and not because they don't want to. But sometimes the industry doesn't allow you to be mm -hmm. or they don't require you to yeah. be. So kudos to you and me and any other person in general, but especially young women who have a look to go to school mm -hmm. and salute those that not only go to school and or go to um, go to college and then get into the workforce because sure. it builds skills that you need internally Absolutely. that will help you kind of curve everything that you have externally going on. So when I first saw it, and I think it still is applicable even in today's mm -hmm. time. Um, when people see a pretty girl, they see, oh, gold digging. Go. And now we're talking about gold, G-O-L-D, mm -hmm. right? Because when people see beautiful women, and then if you have the asterisk of being smart and being a hustler, sometimes you're automatically thrown in the basket of a trophy wife. Yes. You're thrown into, like, you're another accessory. Not that you could be the actual gold. Sure. So what I loved as a consumer, I'm telling you what I saw mm -hmm. at, I graduated from U of I 2012. So this is what I'm seeing from your content way before I ever met you. I liked it because I said, wow, if that's not telling young women, no, you're the gold, you're the gold. So dig for yourself, dig mm -hmm. internally in yourself and how you get to the gold within yourself as a human in general, but especially as a woman, I think especially as a black woman mm -hmm. is to get into your goals. A lot of young women don't know their goals. Mm -hmm. They don't have any, or they have the ones that were given to them. Yep. They Absolutely. have the ones that someone told you, and those are self-serving goals. Yep, those are goals sure. that they want you to do so they can get to a certain yeah. position or they can get to a certain place of peace, 
purpose, their passions, whatever it may be. So when I saw the t-shirts, I really loved it. Cause I was like, she's sending a real message because when people look too quick or speak too fast, you think that you're saying gold digger and you're really saying gold yeah. digger. So I love that. So when I saw your book come out, I was like, okay, she's taking it back to her OG days. Yeah. So I <laughs> love that. I absolutely love that. Mm -hmm. Now, these are my takeaways from your book. Okay. The first like couple of sentences, I love that you went right into that all businesses and organizations have three standards. Mm -hmm. They have the what they are, they have how they do it, and then why they do it. And coming from someone who worked for Fortune 500, you know, companies, they will definitely sell you their morals, their standards, their metrics, their way of how they run their company. But really, you should have those as an individual yep. because that's what they want. Mm -hmm. That's what they want. Companies really don't recruit to build you. They already kind of want you built or they at least want you to have some type of standard where they can maximize it. Or unfortunately, if they don't maximize you, they're just going to utilize you and right. squeeze it all out. Coachable. Exactly. And it's nothing wrong with being coachable. You know, I believe in being trained, coached and developed before you and what's the betterment of you. Mm -hmm. So I love that you went into that. I also love that you said something that I always say. Anyone close to me knows that I always say the why behind the what. And that goes for both personally and professionally. I love that you went into, and I have keywords. I'm not going to give away the whole book, you guys. Okay. Make sure you go and buy it. Okay. We're going to link all of her information below. Um, but the keywords that stuck out to me were fulfillment, intention, and then dedication. I really loved, you know what I thought it was going to have, um, when I was reading it, I was like, is this about to turn into a workbook? Like, yeah. cause it had my mind going like really spending spending so it had fulfillment is something we are entitled to it's not a privilege mm -hmm. I love that yep. I love that where did you get that from well I got it from really my grandma so mm -hmm. like my grandma was a very wise woman and yes. we would have talks like just about everything yes. um she really believed in me and had like a lot of um she had a lot of uh influence on me just being proud of myself and that's yes. kind of where the key came from my grandma always called me key mm -hmm. so um i'm sorry i'm getting emotional today no, is no, my no. best day i'm so sorry oh yeah. oh no 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 you're fine girl don't get me to cry yeah as soon so as... sorry i got a little emotional no there. no no that, that means she's present that yeah, means she's so here she's here she always would just like ask like uh why are you happy well no first she'll ask you are you happy right you assume that everybody is kind of happy you know whatever so she's that's like good. are you happy and i'm like yeah of course and she'll say why and then i would tell her why and my whys were always vague like I actually don't know why I'm happy I guess I'm happy because I'm alive or yes. I'm happy because I really don't have a reason to be sad yes. and she was like you deserve to be happy mm. and so that kind of goes into the privilege of you 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 have the this is not people look at having goals and certain things as a luxury like oh were well, you afforded the opportunity or no we we all do have different circumstances Pre nonetheless preach to them, Keith. But, like that's good yeah that's we good. do all have our different circumstances that's but good. you are entitled to happiness yes you're entitled to be the best version of yourself yes and you may not find that early in the game that's mm -hmm. why it's called a guide to creating your own success what does it yes. look like to you because yes. success isn't even 
money for everyone. Some people are successful just in their own right. Like, I just feel happy. I'm a giving person. I give love. And that's successful to some people as well. Me as well, too. But so I just I just really try to encourage people. It's not all about just being an entrepreneur. It's not about having the most money, looking a certain way. It's really about what you're putting out there, what legacy you're leaving behind. Yes. You're entitled to that. Like yes, you deserve yeah. it. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself if nobody else. Yes. Like that's why it's creating yes. your own success. What does it yes. look like for you? Yes. And it, then just go after that. I love and that. And that's the only reason why I even became an entrepreneur because I was doing well um, at the corporate um, job that I had. Mm-hmm. But that didn't work out. That just wasn't for me. Yes. Every day I would be like, I really just, I'm not feeling this. Like, yeah. I, okay, I'm You weren't I'm doing, in your purpose. Yeah, and I knew that. Yes. And um, I would tell other people that, because I guess like at the time, so I'm I'm pretty much first generation. Well, no, my, my, uh, my mom's mom was an entrepreneur, um, but she worked as well. But anyway, I, I like to consider yes. myself like first generation entrepreneur. Yes, yes. So we, a lot of us actually, especially yes, in the yes. black community, we really yes. are, a lot of us are first generation of a lot of things college college having a full-time job sure. with benefits a lot and of things yes, yes so very true. um i didn't have like too many my parents are college graduates though yes. so i'm not first generation uh college graduate but um i am pretty much first generation entrepreneur so my point is that um i had nobody to say hey i really want to work for myself like i want to do my own yes. thing does that like what does that look like yes. how do i do that yes. And so, um, like, just trying little things, our hustles, right? But yes. your hustle builds you yes. into, like, yes. it could build you into yes. being a successful business yes. owner or yes. a successful leader or whatever that yes. looks like. Um, so my job, it gave me the skill set. Mm-hmm. I learned so much. I literally was just at dinner uh, telling a friend, like, I'm very grateful for having a job. And yes. I don't like the the whole uh, narrative that's being pushed within the past few years. Like, like it's whack to have a job. It is you not shouldn't whack have to a, have a job. No, it's not. It's actually great foundation. And, if it, and please don't promote it's whack because if you're going to be a boss, who's going to work for you? Bingo. If you bingo, tell everybody it's whack, bingo. who's going to work for you? But I feel like those that are hustlers and depending on mm-hmm. what type of hustler you are and the level of hustling that you're on, every even boss still needs workers. But when sure. you get into the legality, legitimizing your business, optimizing your business. When you get into becoming Jeff Bezos, you're going to need people to work for you. So when you do push that narrative, I'm really big in manifesting. I believe our words are so powerful. Key, we get what we say all the time. And sometimes we get them directly with us in our lives and then we get them indirectly with the people we come in contact with. And be careful. The power of the tongue. Like, I'm OB. I don't. It's it's a lot of things I don't say. Or somebody say something. I'm like, oh, no, just tweak that word just a little bit. Because I don't want you to say the wrong thing and it actually, like, you speaking something over your life. Yeah, no, that is very true. But I really love what you said about people feeling like it's whack to have a job right now because as someone who has been in the entrepreneurial um, lifestyle of being a makeup artist and I've done music and I've done event coordination and I've done all of these different things I used to do radio I used to do all of this stuff what I've learned in the past few years of when I moved to Atlanta, I had an all-female chauffeur that service. I remember I saw you. I feel like we always run into each I did. other. I used to out run into about. you a lot, like just randomly. Yes, and, and yeah. I'm like, okay, well, because you had a model group, I think, or yes, something. Yes. Yeah, I it was an all-female chauffeur service called sure. Go Girl. So okay, we yep. did the transportation services for entertainment personnel. And what I really 
noticed when I was in Atlanta is alignment. They say you're the sum of the people that you hang around. But I feel like when you keep seeing people, when God keeps putting certain people in certain rooms and places with you, it's a bigger purpose. Mm -hmm. So what did it for me is when I recently ran into you, this summer mm -hmm. in Chicago, I instantly said to myself, and I didn't even tell you that day, but I said, she's going to be on my podcast. Okay. And I knew it because I'm just like, God keep putting me back in the rooms with her. So I knew you from the t-shirts. I knew when you did hair, I ordered some hair. You know, um, she's been my tax person for years. Yes. So in the last few years of being in the pandemic, I started my male luxury accessory line, Granger Rose, um, and then my podcast and doing influencer work. And what really did it for me as far as understanding when people start knocking nine to fives is as an entrepreneur, a real one on paper, legitimized mm -hmm. one. When you start running into other people who just loosely throw that term around, you can tell they're the people that never had a nine to five. Because mm -hmm. I, I literally... Thought, I feel like it created a, a very structure. firm structure, structure foundation for my professional self. Exactly. It really did. I mean, maybe some personal stuff too, because, but I started so young working there too. I was, I turned 21 working there. I was I the was youngest 22 person. 22 when I yeah. first graduated college and went right into yeah. working. So I didn't know too, too much. Like yeah. I said, um, I'm first generation entrepreneur, right? But I, I never... The business thing just didn't yeah. really just, it was jobs. You yeah. know what I mean? But the so, jobs, it seems like you soaked up everything in the jobs and then you rang it all out into your own bit. Like yeah. you watered like your even structuring an email. I know that sounds so like little, but like I really no, appreciate it's big. it. You can tell in certain people's yeah. business when you contact customer service. I really appreciate it that I learned that because yes. prior to working there, I really did. I was just regular, yes. you know, just, yes. you know, but like just even structuring the e an email, just a lot of just, just ways that I would carry myself mm -hmm. in business. I attribute that to me working my corporate job. Yeah. You have great tone in all of the businesses that I've seen you do. And I've patronized personally, you have great tone. You can tell I've majored in communications mm -hmm. with a media focus, but all of my real big girl jobs were corporations. And I'm talking about everything from sending out internal communication sure. memos with the team and the yeah. external automation stuff. Your automation with your marketing is very clean and your customer service was always had a very professional tone. And I believe even the people who have the profits or the startup costs or the money to flip to have a business, they never stay and it mm -hmm. never grows and people never grow with them yeah. because they don't have those fundamental pieces that I do believe nine to fives teach you. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I totally agree. So the last little takeaway that I have from your book, which leads into we always do a quote here. So I'm going to take a quote out of your book that you used. It says that a life without purpose is a life without destination. And that connects to a quote that I love. I love Oprah girl, me and her share the same birthday. <laughs> oh. That's hopefully that means something. Um, but I love this quote by Oprah. It says, passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. Right. But then I also connected that to a quote that I found just for this episode. It's by Warren Buffett. Okay. So for the people that are just so fueled by money, we gonna still get you into this realm of a higher vibration and a frequency because money is the lowest vibration that you could touch. Like it really is because money. Yes. Is an energy. I believe money is not the physical paper. Like money. It's a viral clip. I don't know if you've ever seen it on social media. It's a, um, 
uh, African girl. She's on some reality show. But the clip that made her famous is she was talking to someone in the interview and she said money feels comfortable around me. Oh, she says she's a money max. She said money. Yes, money. Yeah, she her. says. Yeah, she says money just comes oh, I to put me that on in my the page room. years ago. I love and I saw it years ago and I before recently, she even because the show just came out with two years ago. Yes, but she yes. said that long ago. Yes. when I was deleting and archiving on my page, I'm like. That's that lady. Exactly. When I saw her, I was like, her voice sounds familiar. But that always stuck out to me being young and being so money hungry. And it's just like, when you chase something, you run it away all the time. Like energy, good energy will always come to you. You draw it in. You never go and seek it. So when I heard her say that and I saw the passion and what she was saying, I said, yeah, if I was money, if I was a multimillionaire billionaire, I would go see what she's talking about, too. Because she seems very sure of herself. So Warren Buffett, obviously, we all know his resume um, and his stock portfolio. I don't know if you invest, but I always look to see what he's pulled his money out of or put it in. And I just do a little bit. Um, But his quote is, without passion, you don't have energy at all. So what do you do to ensure your energy day to day? Because honestly, looking at your whole like career over just a decade, and I'm pretty sure you have a lot more that you're going to do. Obviously, that's an energy with, within itself. But what do you do? Like, what does Key do day to day? Like, what's your passion that wakes you up? And then what is your purpose that keeps you going or keeps you up at night? Okay. So, well, because I'm a mom. I have to get up early anyway. I got <laughs> something to do. So for the past, what, eight, nine years, yes. I, that's been my driving purpose. She is, yes. like, she's my why. Yes. If anything, oh. besides my own goals that I've always had and where I've always seen myself, um, nonetheless, she's my why. Because that. legacy, I really believe in that, leaving your children yes. with something. Yes. That, you know what I mean? So, um, but what keeps me going during the day? So like I'm like not a routine person. <laughs> I do have an ebook on productivity yes. and things, uh, but I want to say I kind of don't practice what I preach in that sense because <laughs> it's so hard because yes. I'm a freestyler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I have a million tabs open, so like I'm Same just here. now getting better at mm-hmm. organizing my thoughts, organizing yes. uh, the types of conversations I have throughout the day. So like I'm getting more into like a spiritual energy type thing. Mm. Like for the past few years, I've been like that. Okay. So what invoked that? Um, I was a little too accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes maybe even to the wrong people, not bad Mm -hmm. people, but yes, so everybody doesn't deserve yes. to have access to you. Um, and, and then so, they feel entitled, not yeah. understanding that that's the and privilege. And I also felt um, like I had to do certain things because people were family or friends or yeah. things like that. So And it um, robs you of your joy. It, it can. And yes. so what I, I feel like my driving force for the day mm-hmm. is always protecting my energy. And yes. I think that the rest yes. of my day will guide me. Yes. Because I already know what I have to do for the day, for the week, what my goals are for the month or what quarter that I'm in, what it looks like for me mm-hmm. or what, you know, my, you know, my projections or yes. whatever. So I, I like to start off my days with protecting my energy. I'm yes. going to give me a, a cup of coffee. Yes. I'm going to sit in front of a window. <laughs> I'm like a big natural light person. Yes. So I have to like sit in Soak front of a window. Soak in that vitamin D. Yeah. It's good for your energy. And Especially like as to, black people. Yeah. We have right. to do it. We have to do it. I know some of us still yeah. kind of scared of that sun, but we have to. Side mm-hmm. note. My therapist just encouraged me to do this. Well, he encouraged me a couple of sessions ago and I was kind of stalling and I should have did it when 
the weather was nice here in Chicago. So my excuse lately has been that the weather wasn't so good. But a friend of mine that owns a lash company in Atlanta, I follow her and I saw that she was ironic. She, I love her to death, but I was very surprised to see she was doing this. So I told her, I said, my therapist has been telling me to do this and I've been stalling. She was like, do it. She had her feet, her bare feet in the grass. Have you ever done that? I haven't, but... I, but have you heard about the benefits yes. of it? My producer is laughing. Don't edit that out, Tom. My producer is yes. laughing, and I'm almost... People believe in planting their feet yes. on the earth. And it has, but like, you know, an energy thing Yeah, but it. you know... Oh, no, you're fine. So, so <laughs> Yeah, no, you're fine. Um, but you know, like, um, people would assume that, like, in a lot of third world countries, such as Africa and yes. other countries, that yes. they're wearing shoes because they don't have any mm-hmm. no it's it's bigger than that it's on a more spiritual level yes. so think about that yeah. yes I love that yeah. and I didn't even think about it like that um but that's actually very powerful mm-hmm. that you just said that let's let's make it all make yeah sense. a lot of the time a lot of like certain tribes and they're purposely yes keeping your feet are supposed grounded, to be on the earth grounded yeah. it's because some people think that the soles of your shoes could be blocking certain things you're yeah, it's, yes. it's deep. You want to know I'm not something. into it. No, you I are into it, but you are you know into it because you're educating yeah. me on that. You know that. what? You're right. I, I understand it. I know it. Do I practice it? No. But, but like, maybe, like I don't you even said, like my feet touching the floor in the house. Me that's neither. Like a, that's a me thing. I I can get really weird about <laughs> me that. Me neither. And that's why when he told me to do it, I was like, oh, because just to give you some background, and I love. Oh, I I absolutely love this conversation. And let me tell you, you are in it. Okay. You're just not knee deep in it but you're planted in it and let me tell you why because I was raised in church I know the practice of religion right Mm -hmm. so my family is very connected to my home church Zion Temple Missionary Baptist Church shout out to you um I sang in the choir I used to play piano there I I'm I understand church I understand what it's like to wake up to go to Sunday school go to Bible study go to Mm -hmm. choir rehearsal but what I learned in my journey in Atlanta right I moved to Atlanta. I didn't know anyone Mm -hmm. really. Like I knew a few people, like I knew you, but, and a few other people, but I had no real family and friends out there. And I just took a leap on an idea that I had. And I was so grateful because it opened up a lot of doors and it taught me a lot of life skills, but it also woke me up to the human experience. Mm -hmm. And, and Atlanta will do that, won't it? Like, cause a lot of people don't make it through and a lot of people don't make it out. Yeah. You know, so I think your story of being from Chicago, going down there to Atlanta, now being in L.A., you know, maybe I I see you doing things even beyond the U.S. because look at all that you've done domestically here. It's a bigger purpose. But when I went to Atlanta, I felt like the practice of religion and the personal relationship with God is what was clearly separated in my experience so when I came back from Atlanta and I came back to get my master's and to went back to working a corporate job because you know businesses come come and go and that's when I learned that you can make all the profit I made a lot of money in Atlanta and I sometimes did my passions but then your passions can sometimes be tied to other people who like you said it's not that they're bad people but they're just not fully aligned with what you're supposed to be doing and then sometimes you get so derailed from your 
purpose because mm-hmm. you get distracted by all oh, of yeah, these things, sure. people, places, and energies. So for me in Atlanta, when I came back, it was like, okay, we're on a spiritual journey now. Okay. Like let's let's connect. Let's 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 stop going to church and let's get in the face of God. Let's fast. Let's read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Let's let's really get around higher level conversations. Let's stop talking about money and yep. showing money and let's dig a little deeper. So I've been on that journey the last couple of years. And even hearing you say what you just said, where it's like, well, I'm not totally in it. No, you're in it. Mm-hmm. Cause that's how I felt a couple of years ago where it was like, Oh, I'm not really in it. Oh, I'm in the thick of it. So now I've reached another level of when my therapist, and I believe in therapy. I don't know if you believe Absolutely, in therapy. I, I went to therapy for the first time at 24. Okay. Um, and then I stopped for a little while in my late twenties. Now at 31, I'm back in therapy. I do hypnotherapy. This is my first time ever in life having a black therapist. Oh, okay. And he's a black male therapist. Okay. And the alignment of life, um, I always tell him, if I had done it then, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked. Yeah, Just, you have to be ready for that. You have to be yeah. ready. You have to let go. You can't be in therapy and in your ego at the same time. It's not an omnipresent experience. Sure. You have to choose where you want to be, you know? Sure. And when uh, we've had all these conversations, but when he told me to go put my feet in the grass, I was like, what? I was like, I had to mm-hmm. look at him. I was like, yeah, put my feet in the grass. Now he didn't give me the angle that you just gave me, but I know what you're saying is very true. Like mm-hmm. very, very, very true. But the angle that he gave me was to be grounded, to recenter myself, and I was stalling. And I don't know why. Like you said, I'm really finicky about walking around without shoes and socks. And so I was stalling. And when I saw my close homegirl that's an entrepreneur, that's so, like, connected just with business and profits and a very passionate person, when I saw her do it, I was like, wow, there's a bigger yeah experience mm-hmm. to it you know so listening to you i can definitely see where that's but your next book is going to be on spirituality i'm calling it I'm, like i'm not even for, i'm not i can claim that it's gonna it's, it's it's gonna be spirituality and i know that it's gonna be that way and let me tell anyone that's um interested in writing a book and i'm gonna say this from my heart okay let's hope i don't get emotional because this is a real thing it's so many people like kiara that i know personally that have professionally written a book and I have been saying for about a decade that I'm going to write a book I'm going to write a book I'm going to write a book and what is so hard for me to write the book is because I know the book that I think on the surface that I'm supposed to write is not the book that I'm supposed to write and even my therapist, you know, he encourages me like, you need to write, you need to write, you need to write. And as someone that used to write music, you know, I was in communication. So I've written a lot of emails and dissertations mm-hmm. and things like that. But I commend you for doing this because this is a big step that another book and another book and another book mm-hmm. will come, you know, audio book, visual books, all that good stuff. Because as I'm listening to you, I'm going to tell you all this stuff that you've done you you have a a higher calling like on your life like a bigger spirit like oh, even yeah. even with the emotion and you know tapping into our emotions I'm pretty sure you've done a lot of interviews and you're a professional. So, you know, we're taught to not cry, especially coming from corporate America mm-hmm. and things like that. You're taught not to cry. Um, but I can tell you in my journey, when you become vulnerable in front of people, in front of the masses, in front of a mic, in front of a camera, that changes lives. Yep. 
that changes lives. And, you know, books and social media, you know, pictures and words, people interpret them sometimes with their own interpretation. Mm -hmm. But when it comes straight from your mouth, People feel it, you know? So when I look at everything, right, you being a serial entrepreneur, college educated, corporate job, Chicago, homegrown, Atlanta journey, now you're in LA, you had the t-shirt line, you had the hair company, you have the tax company, you do real estate, like that is a lot. That's a lot. So my question to you, when you think of key, right, keys, like what are your three keys to success? Like what, what is it um, that has allowed you to get question. to this point? Um, first off, I definitely would say dedication yes. because um, just even like being like all those things that I did, things like that can make you uncertain. Like, why can't I just find what it is that works for me? But was I dedicated to just one thing? No, I was dedicated to myself. Yes. Here you'll figure it out or yes. it'll it'll make sense. It's going to click one day and it's yes. going to feel right. It's not going to be somebody. I love that. Yeah, it's not going to be what somebody told me. Oh, girl, you're good at this. You know how like if you're good at hair, that you should you should be a hairstylist. No, not necessarily. So it's not always just about like what other people think, you know, looks good for you or what you even feel like. Well, I guess since I'm good at hair, I might as well be a hairstylist. You have a lot of people who feel like that. Yeah, they so, just do what they feel. Yeah. So dedication is one. Um, I w- What's another one? Because it's really I never really calculated what the keys to my success or what I You would have to have are. some keys, honey, because yeah. you have a lot of doors and, faith, and avenues. Faith, for sure. So the last chapter, I believe it's the last chapter in my book, is Leap of Faith. Okay. And um, I'm really, I, that's the, I made that the last chapter because it was kind of like the last chapter um, of me going forth. Yes. You, you figured it out, you kind of figured it out, just go for it. So, do you remember the exact moment where you just said, I'm going to just go for it. I'm going to yeah. just do it. So, um, well, kind of, yeah. It was like a thing. <laughs> so I um, I was still working for my job. Okay. And like I said, I was doing pretty well. I had already seen the numbers. Like, yes. you know, like I think I can just. Trust the numbers. They don't yeah, lie. Yeah, but I already had bought the ha- my house and everything. So, yes. like, I did everything I needed to do for, yes. with the job you thing. Like, let me, go, those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let me check off a couple things while I got this good job yes. just in case I jump out there and it doesn't yes. work out. But so I did all of that, bought the house, bought the car, um, mm-hmm. did all of that good stuff, lined up mutual funds, all mm-hmm. of, you know, all the stuff that you're supposed to do, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I did all of that. And I told my parents. And my dad, he's a uh, he's really he's like he's an entrepreneur as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But his like I would kind of say like we fed off of each other because my dad became an entrepreneur around the time I did. Maybe a little. You know what I'm saying? So um, So he had to kind of trust you. You had to kind of parent him. Yeah, but he was really motivating me. It was like my dad was motivating me, but I was showing up. Yes. And so I guess that he had probably, the foundation. Yeah. So, so. It, it, it probably motivated him because my dad, uh, he's always been uh, into financial services. So he's nice. done investment banking. And so the tax thing and the insurance thing, you guys do that together? Yeah, real financial. That's oh, me and okay, my dad. So it's a family yeah, business. Yeah, oh, okay, it's a family yeah, business. Yeah. Your daughter uh, is blessed. You guys yeah. are really building legacy. So, so she's mom, third generation. Yep. Uh, my cousins, they work there. I've trained them as tax professionals. Nice. So, yeah, it's a family business. But nice. yeah, me and my dad founded the, well, you know what? Yeah, he founded the company. Nice. Um, and so I came in with the tax, uh, with the tax uh, expertise, and he has love the insurance it. expertise, budgeting, and planning. Oh, so we I just put that. it all together. We have a financial services firm, so like that's what we did. Um, but uh, so my leap of faith. 
So I told my dad he was very motivating about it. A little hesitant because I'm still like, you know, young and he like, you know. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, bless he her. He didn't heart, want you to fail. My That's mom was like, why would you want to quit your job? And <laughs> you don't care. You're doing so well. You just bought a house. And then she was yeah. like, I don't know. But she never uh discouraged me. Yes. But she was always like, she's kind of like uh American dream type of thing. Like, yes. You got the house. Yes. You you got yes. the job. Like what? Yes. Why just do it on the side like you've been yeah. doing. You know what I mean? I'm like, nah. So I um it was around this time, mm-hmm. actually. It was around this time. It was the winter. And I had a whole bunch of PTO. Mm-hmm. And so uh And use it. Yeah, use it. If you have PTO, use it. Use you know it. what? <laughs> even before then, I used to always say I was cheating on my job. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. even if I'm at work, I would still be responding to emails. As at you lunch, should. I'm leaving to go ship off orders. Yeah. Invest in yourself. was somewhere else. Just like if you're in a relationship and you're mm-hmm. doing something mm-hmm. else, I was cheating on my job. My head was yes. always into what I really, really wanted to do. So anyway, um, I told my job I would like to take um a leave of absence, if okay. you will. So I kind of did. I kinda, that was smart. Yeah, that was kinda, smart. It was like a punk thing to do because I could have just no, quit, it but was, no, I had to, it, it had it to was, be strategic. It was smart because I yeah. think when people feel like they don't want to punk out and they go for the punch, then you end up punching your own face. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you can go back if you wanted yeah. to, and then you just want good karma. You're building your empire. Yeah. You would want someone to give you that same courtesy Absolutely. as well. So, for sure. So, I... um. I took a leave of absence because the tax season is approaching. Like, it's yes. about to approach now. So, like I said, it was this time. It was, like, my was second prepping. year. Yeah, first, it was my second year doing taxes. So I was like, I think I make enough money doing mm-hmm. taxes that I can just do the leave of absence, see how much I make, yes. and decide whether I'll go Wanna back or, or not. That was smart. And so, um, that's what I did. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. And, and look, so, it worked out. Yeah, after the leave of absence started fading out, you know, when HR started hitting you, letting you know, like, it's okay, like, girl. I don't know. So I'm like, you know what? I appreciate the opportunity. Love yes. to hear. Thanks yes. for matching my 401k because I, I hit it. that mark. You know, I love it. That yeah. was smart. So, yeah, I had to stretch it on out. Yes. So, um, yeah, so I... That was my leap of faith. I, I just oh, went yeah. for it. And like I said, I did it like, in a, I call it a little punk way because I didn't just yeah. jump out, but it, it really was because the mind, my mind was there. My yeah. mind was 100% on doing Love what it. felt good. It felt so, so good. And yes. then the, the following year, I opened up my own tax firm, like the actual physical location, because I, I was remotely kind of working for at someone's office okay. and just doing That things. was smart, though. It yeah. seems like you had a real buildable Plan. Yeah, I didn't just, and, and so I tell people like it's, it is baby steps. I didn't yes. just go and open up an office. No, yes. I, I started off um, working with a friend. He mm-hmm. had his own tax firm, really big tax firm in Chicago. Um, I worked for him. Well, I worked with him, and then I end up uh, proposing to him the opportunity to partner with me. Love this it. This was a year after. I, I love took, it. Yeah, so he was it. like, "Okay, you only been doing taxes two years." I'm like, "I know, but." Exactly. I, I have the trust me. Obviously, I, you did. <laughs> yeah. What I learned at my job, I have the biz, I have yes. the business mindset. Yes. I can make this happen. You have the experience. Yes. Uh, on the tax side, mm-hmm. like the back ends of all of that and the knowledge and that. But I really have the business sense. Like I, yes. I know I have it. One as a gift and the skill set that I learned. I love it. And so that's so the leap of faith. So I faith is it. the second key. Okay, faith is a, that's a real big yeah. one. Um, and the fact really that it was bu- at the end, it made me think. I was like, oh Jesus, I'm seeing all these people write their book. I need to just. Jump 
jump out on faith yeah. and right minds because it is a big leap. And everything just started working it. out from there. Like it seriously did. Like I said, I was already doing pretty well, but taking that leap of faith, like really believing in yourself and not worried about what other people are saying. You still have to be smart though. You still have to know like what's the backup plan if this doesn't yes. work out. What is what would that look like for me? Mm -hmm. Um, so it does have to make sense. You don't just want to wake up one day and you could, you know, God works like that. You know, every, you know, some things come into that, can come into that for you, but it, it is good to have a plan. Yeah. So and I, having that work. Yeah. You don't want to be irresponsible, especially if you see at that time, I wasn't a mom. I was just, it was just me, little yes. single old me. So it, it was okay for me to do that. I felt comfortable enough. You had room for trial. Yeah, I have a degree. I have the experience. I could always go find another job yeah. or like I'm still hireable to this day. Yes. At, I think I'm still hireable to this day. At the place. <laughs> oh, they don't want well, you yeah. to believe me. So I'm like, you know, I, I still kept my name good. Yes, I yes. made it make sense for me financially. Um, I made my parents comfortable about it. I'm really big on what my parents think. Even like I call my parents for everything. Like I'm a yes. big like decision maker with my parents yes. like let me call and see what my mama think yeah. mom what you think about like i'm there's so many memes out there like i still call my mom to get the yeah that, that used to that used to be me for a lot of different things not even just for parents but i think for mentorship and different things like that and like you said life has different journeys and Right now, oddly enough, I'm in a journey right now where it's like when I want to call or when I want to reach out, or I want to get someone's take on it or advice or counsel or mentorship. I really do sit with myself mm -hmm. because sometimes you have to trust your voice. Ultimately, oh, yeah, it was something that that day or like you said, the few days leading up that when you were getting them HR calls, I was like, OK, are you coming back when you're talking to your parents and you're talking to your tax mm -hmm. partner? And you're it had to be something that Kiara said. Yeah. subconsciously or consciously that said no it was it was my it. bank account and a little bit of me <laughs> it was i ain't gonna just say it was just all me just feeling like yes. that no but it did and then i looked at my bank account like yeah i'm being cool yeah as you should so what is the third key <laughs> the third key is being true to yourself like Ooh, i'm really really that. big on that like i because i feel like every day you're learning something new about yourself. Yes. I, especially when you're in tune with who yes. you are. Yes. Or yes. you know where you want to be, like being true to yourself. Because you yes. can really get lost, especially now with social social media leading. <sighs> are you leading us? Like, like it's a lot of adults. It robs us of that, individuality. Oh, man. It's, it is, it's disheartening to see. Yes. And then you have to check yourself sometimes and make sure you're not getting lost in the sauce because... It can happen because you're so. seeing um, you get on you get on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'll use Instagram as an example because I feel like mm -hmm. that's the quote unquote worst one. Mm -hmm. And I use it. You know, I'm using worse just mm -hmm. for whatever lack of better term. But it's the most potent it's, one. Yeah. It's the one that's really it's prominent because like at one point it was Facebook before yeah. Facebook bought but Instagram. Facebook is like this. Is how I look at the different platforms. Mm -hmm. I look at Facebook like. I feel like it's the realest. Like there, those are people now. Yeah, now because I'm because I'm, I'm talking about yes, today yes, because yes, social now, media yes. is just running the world completely. Yes, yes. Business, personal is just running the entire world, and it's running together. Yeah, there's no clear defined. Oh line. yeah, absolutely. Some people say that when they apply for jobs or certain things, they're asking, "What are your social media handles?" I mean, yes. you can share them or not, but I mean, yes. they want it. They'll find them. They, yeah, they'll they're gonna find they'll them find anyway. Them. <laughs> so Facebook, I feel like people there are being a little more of themselves. Yes. But then you get on Instagram and everybody is 
beautiful and everybody is rich and successful. It it's looks highlight good, reels. Oh, good. we know, right? Well, and a lot of people don't is, know. The highlight isn't even real, though. Because nope. when I think of a highlight, I think of if I had 24 hours in the day, I probably had a terrible morning. I woke up late. My hair didn't come out mm -hmm. right. I spilled coffee on myself. I was late arriving wherever I was. Maybe when I showed up where I was, I rocked the meeting. Yep. I rocked the interview. I, I did whatever I was supposed to do. And guess what? As soon as I left there, I had to go home to maybe someone I didn't want to see. I had to go run this errand. I had to go over here and do this. Um, I wasn't able to have my self-care for the day. Sure. But guess what? If I just took a picture of, oh, I left the meeting, everything went good. That's the highlight yeah. of the day. But that's just one hour out of the other 23 that mm -hmm. were terrible. And if we talk yeah. about numbers, that means most of your day was bad. So when you think about the highlight, that's one thing. But then imagine if my whole 24 was terrible and I lied about the meeting being good, but actually well, the meeting was terrible. And that's, and, and, yes. and, but the part about it is that it's a lot of people that are being misled yes. because some of it looks really real. Yeah. And then you know how like you got the people like, it looks really I, enticing though. It too. seems to be depressing. That was, oh, it is that was depressing. the point I was getting to about staying true to yourself because sometimes yes. You look on the internet and you see all these people looking good and these relationships are relationship goals and stuff like that. And it can really throw you <laughs> off and make yeah. you feel like, well, that's what I want my relationship to look like. Now you're looking at your man like this or your your woman or whomever. You know what I mean? And or, you don't even know what that other relationship yeah, is Or I want my body through. to be snatched, so let me start looking at surgeons. And exactly. so it's just a lot of things. Exactly. Because you might have been fine with yourself until you just compared yourself to 200 women. On and your even when seat. you fix it, you're still not going to. You're probably yeah, that's mentally. A that's a whole. And that's yeah. a, a weird. I was talking to someone the other day. I want to unpack that in another um, podcast episode. But like you said, whether it's the relationship, right? Uh, um, even with family and friends, you know, even looking at certain every people's part holidays. Every is on there. So you, you're gonna, you can compare everything about your life to something on there because there's nothing that's not there from bodies, exactly. relationships, hair, anything you can think of that you even yes. could question or you weren't even questioning at first, yes. but you saw it like, I never thought about it, but I don't like my eyelashes. But I everything like, like, to just... me on social media is the question. It's rarely ever the answer. It's ever yeah, really solution sure. based, you know? Yeah. And I love what you said where it's not real and it's not the real world, but even connecting it to, you know, your mom having the American dream. Another book that we unpacked was The Four Agreements and it spoke about the American dream or societal dreams, culture dreams, and then your personal dream. Mm -hmm. And how sometimes when we follow the status quo of what our culture and our people and have told us to do, it robs you of your experience mm -hmm. and what you're supposed to do. So when I look at social media, especially Instagram, for me, it's more so of watching it. What is your perspective on what is real and what's mm -hmm. not? What is your perspective of the world? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because a lot of it, like you said, it definitely looks enticing, but it depends on what lens you have or exactly. the third eye that you have open, where some of that stuff to someone that's not woke, that's not conscious, that's not aware, mm -hmm. they don't know who they are, that looks like what it isn't. Yeah, everybody but to, isn't there yet. And, and, lot, and, 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 some, and some people, people will never make Some so, people won't make it. With the, that's, thank God for people yeah. like us because then we can help people because I think mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. Yeah. I don't think God wants us here to not make it there. I think that 
certain things are supposed to teach us and you have to remain like a student of the game like you have to soak it up and Mm -hmm. people don't want to soak it so even I looked at a reel that you posted earlier today it was on setting up your business so Mm -hmm. you were telling people about the EIN and to have their um, business account and different things like that and believe it or not everything is the algorithm, right? So it depends on what you pay mm-hmm. attention to. And when people look at technology, understand that technology in your phone, it really replicates your actual mind. Like a cell phone, a device is truly, a device is truly its own brain. And what will happen is if you don't use yours, this will be coming. So what you put your focus on on social media, what they mm-hmm. see your watch time is, what are you watching more of? What are you clicking on? What are you searching? They're going to show you yep. more of it. So I see a lot of people right now that I follow intentionally, purposefully, um, that are saying the same things that you're saying. And like I said before, with motivation and inspiration, it seems like everyone's doing that. Everyone's talking about this. But when you really need it, when you really, and I mean not need it where it's like, oh, this is just one day where I really need to search out to it. It's people that didn't even really know what an EIN is. And someone from our realm is just mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty sure you've heard of an EIN. Yeah. No, they don't. You think it's basic information, but people don't But know. it's not. I remember um, when I used to do, well, sometimes I still do uh, one-on-one consulting to like other business owners yes. or aspiring yes. business owners. Yes. And I remember um, one of my clients um, she wanted to do a boutique mm-hmm. and she literally said, so who ships out the orders or how? And I'm like, you, but like, I come from a retail world. I was a manager at retail. It was a lot of cashiers and associates that they could do face to face floor yeah. room selling. But when it came time to do those fulfillment orders, they didn't know. Well, she didn't even understand the concept of someone ordering something. And then on the back oh, end, wow. you'll see their address. You'll see. I mean, oh, I know that wow. sounds like kind of like how you don't know. But she, she didn't understand the and system. And I was like, no. And I was like, and then even from like yeah. Shopify or whatever platform you use, yeah, it's you just system. print the label. But some like, people oh. And I'm like, and then you'll the put platforms. it in the packaging and you'll take it to the post office. And it was like, it was like a, aha it moment. seemed like a blind moment, but it was an aha moment for her mm-hmm. because it was yes. like, oh, duh. And she almost was like apologetic. Like, I don't know why I was. But so what you think may yes. seem like. Oh, you should know that, or that's basic information. No. No. Like they say, no question is a dumb question. No and question things at that all. are municipal to one person are grandiose. Because I had to, to catch myself, else. like, you didn't. Okay. Yeah. All right. But this you, is what I'm here for, though. And, so let and, me chill. And keeping up, and I've learned this recently keeping a humble spirit, mm-hmm. because what I have been intentionally doing, Kiara, is if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. Oh, yeah. If everyone's asking me the questions, I'm in the wrong room because I have some questions that need to be answered. And I might ask a question to someone so that where was they're like, my, Well, yeah. you don't know this? No, I don't. So, so that was me. one of my <laughs> things that when I was saying in the past couple of years, um, like removing a lot of access to me because I yes. was the person. That was constantly and still yes. sometimes pouring into people all day. That's depleting. And so, Let's talk about that. Yeah. So that's <laughs> when I said, like, you know what? I'm tired of, well, I won't say tired because I always looked at it like it was a gift. And this is like I was a vessel. Like I I take in a lot of things like this is just probably. Well, let's normalize that it's okay to be tired. Yeah. And so, right. And so Leaders like, are you tired. Know, like, you don't always have to answer your phone and you mm-hmm. don't always have to say yes. So then mm-hmm. even saying no was a big thing for me. Parameters is protection yeah so i have so many boundaries now and you know my act is a lot of people access is denied or limited yes. if you will yes. um but that 
that goes that, that goes such a long way with just knowing how who to, you are yeah. like you said but I believe even those moments where our flesh feels like oh I'm kind of being selfish I'm pretty sure you're just like me you kind of feel guilty where it's just like well you know I know I'm doing this for me but it almost feels like you're going against like you'll be willing to go against yourself even oh, when absolutely. you know that it's what you're supposed to do but what I've learned is that if you keep what they say if you want to if you want to feed someone, you teach them how to fish. Mm -hmm. You don't give them the fish. Absolutely. And a lot of the times, and I've learned this from my own journey, the times where I wanted someone to save me or give me the answer, I was supposed to save myself and I had the answer. But if I don't sit with myself, I don't find it. You don't find it when you start asking other people. So the journey and the plan that God has on someone else's life that keep running to Kiara that keep mm -hmm. running, and they probably ain't bought the book. They ain't, they ain't doing any of the mm -hmm. professional things that you're giving away for free. Yeah. For free, giving away free game. But they just want that access. They really don't even want the keys that you have. Mm -hmm. They just want Yeah, so that's when I said, let me kind of change up my circles. Yes. Or if I decrease um, the access to me, I make room for the people who I can ask questions or learn yes. from. Yes. Going back it to raises what you said. Stop. Yeah, like, you know what? I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what I mean? So, like, if I maybe kind of open up room in my mm -hmm. tribe, I'll bring in the people that I can look up to or that can mm -hmm. mentor me or I can learn from. And I'll learn from all everyone around me in some way, shape, or form. But, but the levels. Being a, yeah, it's levels. It's, yeah, for it's sure. It's levels. It's definitely levels. And um, I know you gave me the three keys, so let's cover the three keys one more time. I know faith. Was mm -hmm. when we gonna put faith at the top. Mm -hmm. Dedication was a well, dedication. Okay. So we have faith, dedication, and staying true, true to yourself. To yourself. Mm -hmm. So people, you heard it here first. I'm pretty sure you've heard it before, but let us just reiterate this, okay? So one, you need to have faith. If you don't believe in something, what they say, you'll fall for anything. If you don't believe in anything, you have nothing to stand on. To stand on. I'm not in the business of falling and, and, and staying down. Everything is to, supposed to level us up. You're supposed to rise up. You have to have that faith that fuels you. You have to have a crazy faith. I'm pretty sure some of the things that you're doing now, you may not have even, even known that you maybe said it in a classroom when you were at Eastern, or you may have told someone, a friend, a family member, uh, uh intimate partner at the time that God knew this person ain't going to see this Kiara. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or enemy. Cause you know, I really believe, and I watched something online today that was saying, you know, you can't tell everyone your dreams, um, which is a true thing. Very true. But I also believe in going back to what you said I used to take it very personal when I would tell family or friends something and they wouldn't get it the way that I felt like they mm. should get it. And I really had to be humbled to understand if God wanted them to get it, he would have gave it to them. You know, my pastor always says, God doesn't give you a vision without provision. If he wanted them to see it, he would have given it to them. And when they say you can't tell big ideas to small minded people, that's a real that's thing. So and I think sometimes we, take that to the chest where it's just like, oh, well, you know, do you think you're better than me? And yada, yada, yada. And no, most of the times when they say your best customer, or your biggest supporter is going to be a stranger. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that your loved ones don't That's support in you. It's in, <laughs> it doesn't mean that they don't support you. It doesn't even mean that they don't totally get you in totality, but it's, it's not meant 
for them. So you have to have a crazy faith. You have to kind of have your people looking at you like, is this going to make sense? And you know it's going to make sense because you're going to make it make sense, which goes into, you said, being determined. Being determined. You have to determine what you want to do. I really believe if it is a demand there, there's an opportunity there. If it is a problem that is present, you create the solution. You have to be determined. You have to almost be, I like to think of determination with resiliency and consistency. They all tie in together. But that determination, you have to decree and you have to declare it. You have to say, if you want to open your business, you want to start a business, you want to franchise a business, you have to determine before you even sign a piece of paper, you give a a piece of paper, some dollars, some money to someone, you have to determine that this is what you want to do. And then you really have to align it with, is this what you're supposed to be doing? Because maybe the business that you have in the first 20 years of your life as a young person is not the ultimate business that you're going to have or the empire that you build. It might be a piece and it might be a piece that you have to disconnect for a while, place it somewhere else and then put it back. But your determination is what's going to tie everything together. Lastly, like she says, staying true to yourself. I always end every episode, Kiara, with What has sentimental value to me um, at the time? And then I'm going to let you say what has sentimental value to you. Um, Staying true to yourself, her third key that she gave us is what is sentimental to me right now. Um, If you guys are, you know, really tedious like me, um, you notice that I missed an episode a week and a half ago, and it's because I was sick. And similar to college courses, you know, classrooms, lectures, discussions, and corporate America, whether you work in front of the public or even behind a desk, you feel bad. Like she said, even like not taking your PTO, you feel bad taking a sick day, you know? And I believe when you're in college as a kid still, um, and even in corporate America, I believe that we don't understand that self-care is what we are supposed to be doing. And to remain true to you is to be good to you. It's to be good to you. It's to prioritize you. So I really considered, sadly, coming in here sick, coughing on this mic, coughing on my guest, sneezing. My producer is shaking his head because he says no. But you know what's so sad? And I really believe that, thank God for COVID, for it changing our mentality towards health, right? Because think about before COVID, people would show up sick. And people wouldn't even, people would question when you didn't show up sick. Mm -hmm. Because we didn't take it seriously. And like they always say, the symptom is just the preview of a bigger issue that's going on. So for me, it was like, do I just push through and still show up and do the podcast? But I had to get okay with not being okay and saying, Sadrina, you don't feel well. And guess what? Let's prioritize Sadrina and don't feel bad when you have a self-care day, when you have a lazy day, when you have an off day, because even your off day is still a working day, okay? To rest is your body still working. It really allows your body to work at its best internally when you chill out externally. Okay, you're hearing it first here. So if you are listening to this, you know, we are on all audio podcast platforms. We're on Apple. We are on Spotify. We are on Google. We are on Anchor. 
RSS. We're, we're on everything. Okay. So if you are audio person, you're listening in your car, you're listening on your headphones. If you have a tingle in your throat right now, we are in the holiday season. Okay. This, I don't know. They probably going to do the FCC little tag when I'll put it on social media. But if you are sick, um, even outside of getting other people sick, don't allow yourself to get even more sick. It's the mind first and then the body follows. Okay. So I encourage you to have sentimental value in being true to yourself, putting yourself first. And that is the vibe that I'm on. And I'm so happy because I wouldn't have been, I was so self-conscious of like, what am I going to sound like? Because I'm the host. Don't nobody want to hear me talking all raspy, you know? Um, And then I just want to show up and I want to do my best. So thank you for you guys um, coming back. If you're a newcomer to Sentimental Value Podcast, be sure to follow us on all platforms. We are on YouTube underneath my platform, Sincerely Sedrina. Follow the Instagram page, Sentimental Value Pod. If you want to follow my handles, it is Sincerely Sedrina. Sedrina is spelled C-E-D-R-I-N-N-A. Okay. And I'm going to let our guest tell us um, what has sentimental value to her right now and give all of her handles and any other information she wants to give before you do that I want to thank you Miss Kiara I want to thank you not only for coming on my show but I also just want to thank you for being a young black woman that's really doing it a lot I'll say it if people don't want to tell you people are watching you and you inspire a lot of people I am one of them so just continue to do it I know we're human Right. Mm-hmm. We're human. So we have our days. Um, just like I told Jalicia, um, cause she's a mom too. I'm not a mother. We're not there yet. Um, <laughs> but I commend women who are business owners yeah. and I love Jalicia. Yeah, so sweet. Love her to death. Mm-hmm. She was on the episode for fear, facing fear. So, um, I commend women who are mothers, especially black women and especially black women who have stepped out on faith and become determined to be true to themselves Mm -hmm. and to be an entrepreneur. Um, I know your family is so proud of you. I know they are really, really proud of you. Um, I know that your grandmother is so proud. I know Mm -hmm. she is. She, she, the, the cool thing about it, um, RIP to my grandfather, um, I lost him during the pandemic in 2020 you know, they, one, I believe they already knew it before we even got here, but they're upstairs and like, they know what's yet to come, Mm -hmm. you know? So I know your people presently here and past are so proud of you. Your friends are inspired by you. Your enemies are waiting on to see what the next thing Mm -hmm. that they can hate on, but really subconsciously be inspired by. Um, And I just commend you for who you are. So my podcast is all about motivation, inspiration, honey. So I'm going to let you take it over and... We're going to be out of here. <laughs> so look, my what's sentimental to me is actually self-care. So it's so you okay. started touching on yes. it. I'm like, oh, she, she taking my sentimental value. No, no, no. But no, that, literally, because like I said, I just started caring about that more the past couple of years. And like you mm-hmm. said, it's bigger than the body. It's a yes. mental thing. And so therapy you know, I exercise that just being more spiritual, creating my boundaries. Like it really means so much. And I feel like I've I've been able to do even more by just taking care of myself because I think that we kind of all kind of, maybe not all, but we kind of assume like self-care is keeping your hair done and looking cute. And and it's it's, it's so much bigger than that. And I didn't Mm -hmm. really take the time out to take care of myself as well as I could. 
I take very well care of myself, but I don't think that mentally, I think I did myself a disservice throughout mm. the years of not really understanding what exactly self-care is. Prioritizing and you. I think that comes into the stigmatism of the strong black woman. You think you're supposed to keep it moving, keep it going. And I kind of always us. carried that, especially by us. being a mom and, um, being a business owner and I'm a, I'm a spouse. So I just thought that I was just always had to have it together. Mm -hmm. And if that meant I'm running on E, then that meant I was running on E. I would never yeah. do myself that way ever again in life. Yes. And so I'm so happy that I'm in a space now where it's like, no, today I don't feel well mentally. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Not that I feel crazy. I just don't. Yeah. I'm not in that space. No, we want to ensure that or, you don't go crazy yeah, by taking that self-care day. Certain people can't <laughs> talk to me today. I can't yes. exchange any energy yes. with certain individuals yes. today. Oh, my God. Or please, like, I'm really like, please don't it. talk loud. Like, I, I'm one of those. I want like, quiet until it's, it's noon. Just, it's just a lot. I don't even right? want to hear certain music And right that's now. all about self-care. <laughs> yes. It's not just me. It's not just having a coffee, exercising. Like, self-care is really how you think. Yes. And it's how you talk. Yes. So like yes. Yes. that's sentimental to me because I'm yes. just like, I, I'm, like I said, the past couple of years, I've just really just been focused on that. And yes. I feel like everything has just been smooth for me. Yeah, it's, it's, giving it's, it's giving soft life. It's giving soft life. You know what? That's it's exactly giving, what it is. It's giving soft life. That's like life. a whole trend right now. But <laughs> yes, no, we but it's need real. that. We it's, absolutely as black need women. that. It's black yeah, women. be feminine. Yes. Like that's uh, your feminine energy. Because you know what? Like we kind of like, Again, as black women, sometimes we yes. carry this masculine energy. And it that helps we don't with all of know. this, but it doesn't help us. Yeah, right? And it so you have to us. know when it's appropriate for yes. you. You know yes. what I mean? So like, even just identifying that. Yes. Just like, oh, I can sometimes carry masculine energy. Mm -hmm. Now I know like in business, I do. Mm -hmm. Because, yes. you know. And like, as you should. Yeah, like my employees, you know, like uh, some people can be, I guess, Somewhat intimidated by mm -hmm. how I carry myself in, in business, which could be a masculine energy, if you will. But intimidation, the boss or whatever. and not to cut you off, but let me just say this, and because I think that's a good mm -hmm. point. Whether you have a job, whether you are in a classroom right now with a teacher, um, if you are in the real world and entrepreneurship, I believe intimidation is a self thing. Okay. I believe it's something that people feel about themselves because I believe, like they say, the very thing that can inspire you one day will turn you green mm -hmm. the next day. I believe it's the same with when people don't have themselves together or they're not willing to be vulnerable and open up and be um, open to constructive criticism. They take it as in someone trying to be intimidating when the true people who are truly intimidating, not on the surface level, like, oh, I'm a monster. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to scare you. I'm talking yeah. about people that really have some power to sure, them, sure. some energy to them that can be intimidating, but that's not their objection. Yeah. Objective It's what you feel about yourself. One of my employees, she told me, she said, when you walk in, I just get so nervous and I'm just like, I've heard that too, but okay. you want to know something It's something that her body is having a reaction to. <laughs> No, no, no. Her yeah. body is having a reaction. I'm like, okay. The, the mind first and then the body follows. Yeah. yeah. Her body is having a reaction, but she needs to dig deeper into her mind because whatever's making her kind of on edge about mm -hmm. you, she needs to drum into because probably the reason that she's with you right now working well, with you. Well, she's no longer with me. Okay. She couldn't but, take it. But here's the thing. <laughs> well, I can here's take the, her. But here's the thing. I can guarantee you that whatever you planted there, it will grow yeah. eventually. It will grow. Now, how long it takes for it to sprout and whether it blooms will be up to her. But whatever that was, whoever else she gets around, because she probably 
whether subconsciously or consciously, she might run to something that makes her feel comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Or whether that's people her, yeah, we work sure. with, or people we're in a relationship with, our friends. It's just like, okay, when I'm feeling uncomfortable, I want to get back to some comfort and nothing is good about comfortability. Yeah. Comfortability and complacency will kill you every time. You want to grow, you want to level up, you want to rise, get uncomfortable. Yep. Get uncomfortable. Yeah. Get uncomfortable and figure out why you are uncomfortable about this particular person because it's really lighting something in you mm-hmm. where it's like, what is it about Kiara? She ain't even saying nothing Probably to me. Probably because you were just sitting there before exactly. I walked in, chilling, and then when I walk in, now you got to work. I don't know what it was, but when she said exactly. that, my point was that it made me question, like, am I too... I'm like, nah, I ain't no, I do nothing because because you're at work. Yeah, this is what I do, and this is what yes. I expect of you, and I'm actually happy that my energy made you feel like, let me step up. But that's what I'm in. telling you. But you know, I feel like that's sometimes what employees do when the boss walks in. You kind of like, oh, stupid. But, let me but like I I'm believe that that's what separates people that have once had a boss and then people who become one. Mm-hmm. And then I also believe the energy that people feel is the flesh is grotesque here. Yes. Like people think when they're feeling something, that's what you, feelings are not facts. Okay. Uh, yeah. So feelings is just the symptom. So it could be on surface level. Oh, she's my boss. I'm nervous. Yada, yada, but you're not a boss. You're a leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I if she steps yeah. out of her own physical realm of like, oh, I'm nervous because the boss is around. No. And I'm nervous because I don't want to fail someone who doesn't fail herself. Okay. Kiara show up every day here and do what she's supposed to be doing when people know they're not showing up or they're showing up in the physical, but they're not here. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing someone who's showing up. Yeah. Even in the I, midst. I, keep, I always, well, I ain't going to say always, but like sometimes when I walk in, they say, oh, the energy changes. As it should. Because something's not right then. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm just the right, the, the righteous one to just be walk right, in. But it but just I might just be a shift. Like, yes, yeah, the energy. It's Unless a shift. somebody here isn't supposed to be here. Because and how this is what I'm supposed to be. But your energy will weed it out. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's absolutely. what I've learned as well. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to your self-care. I love that. I love the soft life. I love all yeah, of that. I'm embracing that. I'm claiming that for the rest of my life. I love so, it. She said it's not just for the year. Yeah, it's not a five-year plan. Era, this is not a trend. It's, this is the rest of my life. Yeah, like I, I just it. I just appreciate identifying those things mm-hmm. that I needed to work on to embrace that yes. and to keep it going. Yes. And yeah, so. Yeah, I love that. It, it just helps. I think that every every woman especially should just at least identify some type of feminine, like just some type of feminine energy because we we lose it just being a mom working, yes. uh, just all the things, like you said, being a, a business owner, just everything can just kind of make you just feel like. But it's so much power yeah. in femininity. People really feel like that's where the, the real masculine. Power is. But we'll get into that on it. We yeah, might have to have that's you come the real back. Power is. I told um, you once I once yes. I identified it and embraced it, I felt like I could do so it's, much it's more. It's so much power in being yeah. a woman. It's so much power in femininity. Um, also, I truly believe that when you tap into, and this goes more into the personal than professional, um, as a woman, and I'll and I'll end on this note. As a woman right, of any color and creed as a woman, just to be a a feminine, right? When you do not act in your role as a feminine, you rob the man to act in his role as a masculine, okay? And we'll, 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 we'll leave that there, but think about that because if I'm showing up doing your job, I rob myself even of my position and what the role I'm supposed to be playing because then I can't find my softness because everything is hard body around me. Everything's rigid. 
and life is supposed to flow. Like I said, leaving those pockets, allowing life to unfold. That's why to find a, a wife, find a woman is a good thing. We are growers. We're multipliers. We're nurturers. Like it takes space for that. It takes openness. It takes vulnerability. And I truly believe the women that are bossed up in their professional life and have that masculine energy at work, when you flip that coin and you start getting into that femininity, you become a totally different mm-hmm. monster that really doesn't look like a monster and isn't really a monster, it's like a pretty monster. but it's like a, <laughs> exactly. Like everyone knows the villain is not really the bad person. It's just the mm-hmm. misunderstood person of the person that was, you know, subjected to their circumstance. But sure. all in all, I really want to thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Again, we covered purpose and passion then which will lead to the profit okay I know right now like she said we're in the season of people getting their w-2s and all that good stuff so be sure to check out her tax service to file your taxes okay get your money in order people um she does real estate as well so investing in your residential property for yourself if you do have that nine to five and that corporate job that's paying you good and or if you flipped your money in your hustle and your profits and you want to buy some commercial properties, some investment properties, reach out to her to do that. Okay. Also, whether it's my platform, her platform, or any platform, be sure to seek knowledge. You guys, again, her book is available. Is it available on your website? It's on my website, Amazon. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's on Kindle. It's on everywhere. So diary of a gold digger. Okay. And then relating it back to that topic. Cause Girl, my daddy told me, your podcast is for women. We gonna get into some topics for the men. So men, I'll leave you with this as well because I know they love that soft life femininity. Yeah. You know, they love talking about um, that on podcasts. But um, also <laughs> oh, men, find you instead of focusing on hating on the gold digger, find you a gold digger. Gold digger, okay? Mm-hmm. Someone that's digging for gold. Someone that is gonna multiply. Someone that is gonna manifest. Someone who is gonna have a multitude and a magnitude of what is inside of them, which will pour out to you as a man and then pour out into your children so you can build that generational wealth and that legacy and all that good stuff, okay? So again, I wanna thank you guys for tuning into my podcast, Sentimental Value. Again, I am Sincerely Sedrina. Until next time.